no one is perfect that's why pencils have erasers hey guys welcome or welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast refreshingly idiotic it's your girl hannah as your host today and let's just roll the intro music This week's question is tea or coffee. I'll be straight with you, I cannot deal with coffee. Some funny story, actually. My mom, when I was younger, she used to hand me her teacup. She actually still does this to me, I just don't drink it anymore. But she used to hand me her teacup, and it would just have, like, the tiniest two sips left, plus the tea bag, so it would be really strong. And she would just get me to put the cup in the sink. And so... When I was younger, I'd be like, ooh, tea, she normally doesn't let me drink a cup, so I'll just shot what I have at the end of it. So I used to always drink it, and then I would throw away the tea bag and put the cup at the sink. This was like an almost every other day situation, and I didn't mind doing it because I actually liked the taste of tea. And then, fast forward, I visit my dad, and he does the same thing, except he doesn't drink tea, he drinks coffee. And I didn't know this, because they look pretty similar. Especially, like, when it's not, like, full of black coffee and, like, they both have milk. They end up looking pretty similar. So, he hands me his cup and this is something he normally doesn't do. He used to put away his stuff. And so, I'm like, oh, okay, so I'll just shut it. I guess he took out the tea bag. It's not there. And it's the worst thing in the world. Like, I cannot, maybe it was because I was younger and I, my taste buds just weren't there yet. But I think I'm pretty sure I threw up and then I kept drinking water the rest of the day because I could not get that really strong coffee taste out of my mouth. And to this day, if somebody offers me coffee or accidentally makes me coffee, I can't drink it. Like, I just can't do it. It gives me a really huge migraine. That caffeine kick just isn't it for me, even though with teas, I can drink really high caffeine levels, which is probably scary because I'm already a pretty fast paced person anyways um so yeah that's mine let me know record a voice message or even email me let me know what your preference is and i just like to get to know you guys better last thing that's kind of off topic but i want to mention before i get into the episode it's april fool's day today no i won't be playing any pranks over the episode because it's not going up on a day which is just kind of cringy but today's episode as you would know from last week's episode is a continuation of that episode so eating disorders part two as the title says so if you haven't watched last week's episode then go back and listen to it before you come on to this one and if you are out and about and you have this episode downloaded and you can't get to the other episode I'll just mention a quick recap. An eating disorder is basically a disorder that leads to building unhealthy eating habits, which necessarily isn't the best way to pose it because technically it's not just unhealthy foods. It can be super healthy foods or it can be eating too little or too much, but it's honestly the best definition that I could kind of piece together. And so I hope that you'll understand why I kind of chose this wording. But anyways, yeah, it can be eating super healthy, being super selective, under eating or overeating. Now, before I get into the eating disorders I want to talk about in this episode, I thought I'd go over the last ones just in like one or two sentences. So we went over orthorexia, which which is only eating super healthy food. So like literally just like straight salad, no dressing, no nothing because you're worried about the preservatives 
or the GMOs or the pesticides. And that's kind of like a little bit more of a minor example. But obviously, from that last episode, hopefully you know what I mean. The next one is anorexia, which is the undereating. And then bulimia, which is the overeating. And then there's avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, which, side note, a couple days ago, I was reading this article that I don't think I mentioned in my last episode, where there's this guy who grew up eating mac and cheese, literally only mac and cheese, so now he can only eat mac and cheese. I've said mac and cheese way too many times in that sentence. Ignore me, please. But yeah, he just kept eating it, and so now when he tries to eat something else, something even if it looks good to him his body is just intolerant and he just keeps throwing it up which um i thought was pretty cool it's kind of interesting and um it doesn't make complete sense but it kind of does i mean like if you don't eat something obviously your body is not gonna retain it well especially if you're picky about it that just about ends the recap so we can move on to this week's subtopics we're gonna be talking about nocturnal sleep related disorder pika binge eating disorder and ruminatin disorder let's start off with rumination disorder shall we so this one is a condition where somebody brings up the food that they already ate whether it be intentional or not intentional mind you it is not forced though so that means that like when you see in the movies that people are like forcing themselves to throw up so that they're not eating and you think of that as an eating disorder that's a different type this one is more voluntarily so you're not doing it per se on purpose because you have to or you feel like you have to it's more just so it happens so this one can go one of two ways you can either reach you and eat it again or you can throw it up completely it'll go in the garbage or down the toilet whatever happens with it this one is a little bit more directed towards young infants and children which if you think about it it's like a little baby trying to eat their mashed peas you think they ate it but they didn't really like they threw it up like 10 minutes later just as a quick example this disorder is more commonly known between infants and young children and then there's the sometimes adults so this one be like this is where the eating disorder is more commonly known not to say that this is a commonly known eating disorder the next eating disorder is pika this is people who are craving food that isn't necessarily food so for example hair you know the kids that like to bite and chew on their hair and then possibly eat it wool paper or laundry detergent throwbacks couple summers ago when the tide pod challenge was going crazy and everybody wanted to eat a tide pod to like what show how cool they were or something like that i don't personally know anybody who did it but i did hear about a lot of people who did try to do it it was just something like honestly i don't know how that came to be and i don't really want to know why Anyways, this one is more frequent in children, so you'll see children, like, biting on random things, which kind of makes sense, because when I was younger, I used to get dared to eat grass a lot. I never actually ate it. I would put it out the side of my mouth and pretend I did, because the thing, the idea of eating something that I was coming out, that was coming out of dirt was really, like, mind-blowing at that point, when I didn't realize that there was, like, carrots and like potatoes that came straight out of the ground surrounded by dirt and stuff yeah so there's like kids like that 
Another one which might come to a surprise to some people is pregnant women. We all know pregnant women, not stereotyping here, always crave pickles, but that's not the only craving that pregnant women have. So let's one of this one of these could be it. And then lastly, people with living with other mental illnesses. Sometimes you're just not in that headspace to realize you're not eating something that's not food. And depending on what they're craving and, like, if they have a system for it, they're probably more likely to ingest poison or harmful chemicals and usually have a lot of nutritional deficiencies because they're not eating actual food. The third eating disorder I wanted to talk about was binge eating disorder. This one is super duper similar to bulimia, which I talked about in the last episode. As for the symptoms, so eating a lot really quickly, eating until you're painfully full, not having much control over the compulsions of what you want to eat and how how much you're going to eat. And then on the flip side, people with bulimia usually have like a more controlled weight, their normal weight, because they're bringing it back up, which I definitely do not condone. Don't throw up. It's really bad for you. But with binge eating disorder, you're not bringing it back up. You don't, you're not trying to vomit. You're not vomiting. You're not like doing anything to your body to keep the food out of your system after you've eaten it. So these people are more prone to obesity. A media example would be Hannah Marin from PLL or Pretty Little Liars if you haven't really watched it before. But there's a lot of flashback episodes, especially in the first season, where you can see that she was definitely obese and overweight, and she was constantly eating. And she had a friend named Allison who who helped her to throw up because she thought she was doing a good thing. It was not, as I just mentioned, it was a really bad thing for her. But in retrospect, she was constantly eating. She had a binge eating disorder, and she wasn't throwing it up, which is where it connects to this disorder. As compared to the other media example I used, which was Blair Waldorf for bulimia, she would constantly overeat and then she would throw it up to make sure it didn't look like she did. The fourth and final eating disorder I wanted to talk about for this episode isn't necessarily an eating disorder. Well, it falls under it, but not fully under. So it's kind of like a mixture, but let's just get into it. So it's nocturnal sleep related disorder. So this one has obviously a sleep disorder in it, which will be getting its own episode in, I want to say, four to five weeks from when this episode airs. It's closer to the middle slash end of the season, which is 17 episodes. So I want to say episode 10 or 11. I'm not totally sure yet. But anyways, this one is when you're unconscious and asleep and then all of a sudden you're getting up unconsciously and you're craving some sort of food or thing to eat so this one is usually more common within binge eating disorder and pika so you're getting up you're walking around the house and either you've landed in the kitchen and you're eating something from the fridge or the pantry for example or you're you or maybe you have pika and you wanted to eat paper which is the only example that's been coming to my mind for pika. But yeah, like let's say you wanted pika, so you walked over to the office in the house and you just started eating the paper. 
more often than not, people with this sleep slash eating disorder don't have any recollection of eating or wanting to eat in the morning when they wake up. But then they'll find like food missing and stuff like that. And usually a lot of people categorize this as a sleep disorder, which is why I wasn't fully sure I wanted to put it in this episode. But I thought it correlated enough and when I actually do do that sleep disorder episode, I'll probably throw more information into this. And that just about wraps up all of our eating disorders. For the last segment of today's episode, I wanted to talk about causes and effects. So I kind of got into this in the beginning of the first episode, but I wanted to go a little bit more in depth right now while I still have time. So the first cause, the first one that comes to everybody's mind is the media so the pressured body types the slim thick curvy skinny like celebrity ideals the ones where you're looking at the magazine and you have no idea how perfect they can be which by the way it's probably been about a year year and a half now but if anybody else watches Riverdale when Camila Mendez and Lily Reinhardt came out telling people that they were photoshopped on their magazine covers and they were calling them out like I don't want to be photoshopped that was such a moment but yeah like we know that these people are being photoshopped and yet we still want to look like them which is a huge part like celebrity ideals they shape the way we view normal in our society which is a huge thing building off of that there's culture So, in some cultures, unfortunately, if you look even a little bit overweight, no matter how gorgeous you look, you will still be considered as ugly, which is so wrong, and I don't get how society got to that place, but it is an unfortunate reality. Another one that's slightly lesser known is genetics, which actually for my psychology class, I was looking at a couple studies, and I found out that if one twin, whether fraternal or identical, has an eating disorder, the twin 50 times more likely to have an eating disorder as well. And lastly, if you're a perfectionist, you'll probably be more likely to have an eating disorder just because you're probably a lot more picky about what you eat and what's going into your body. So that one is a little bit more environmental. Stemming off from causes, I wanted to talk again about effects, which I kind of lightly touched on in the last episode, but I really wanted to focus a little bit more on it in this episode. So as I mentioned before, there's kind of like a lack of social life or social interaction, which isn't necessarily like a fact fact but especially from my point of view when you go out people expect you to like drink something with them whether it be like that fruit smoothie while you're walking around in the mall or like a tea or a coffee or like starbucks tim hortons you know those delicious places or if you're going to the movies you're kind of expected to pick up that popcorn or the pack of m&ms or the chocolate bar for example Because it's just kind of like a natural thing. You see somebody eat and you feel a little bit more comfortable with yourself. And so not eating kind of raises suspicion. That also can lead to social anxiety. Because you're, let's say you are convinced to start eating in front of other people. You're worried about being judged. You're worried about throwing up. You're worried about feeling bloated or thinking you're becoming fat. 
for example, and things like that. And later on, that can also lead to depression. So as you might have noticed, all of these mental illnesses connect together. And if you're not hanging out with anybody, you're not really gonna want to socialize in the first place because you're gonna think that everybody thinks you're weird and that too that isolation can lead to very terrible depression i believe that covers what i wanted to talk about for this episode so just to recap we recapped last week's episode we talked about the lesser known eating disorders so nocturnal sleep related disorder pika binge eating disorder and remnita disorder causes and effects so also just your healthy reminder to send me a voice message letting me know whether you prefer tea or coffee the highlight and low light of your week and anything else you might want to be adding my sources as always will be linked down in the description and don't forget to share subscribe and rate five stars only pretty please with a cherry on top bye Thank you.